We love hip hop. I know. I have a pretty quiet voice. No, I got, I got, um, I got your your gain up. Perfectly. Which comes in handy if I'm angry because I don't really yell. So, <laughs> so when it when it does get louder, it's like whoa. <laughs> it's like <laughs> he was. Mad I'm now. very angry at this moment. <laughs> oh man. And you know, and okay. By the way, we're recording. Um, All good. The, this poster in the back is so fucking fire. <laughs> I I'm always trying to make something weirder, like as weird as possible. Mm-hmm. And I think with this one, I I had. I mean, obviously, I, like I'm inspired by Kanye West. His fashion stuff is just like on point. Mm-hmm. So um, I've been wanting to do something with nylons. And I just had this because it was actually uh, like a wig, something you go under your wig. Okay. And my hair is like, you've probably never seen my real hair because I never show it because it's insane. <laughs> but um, I had like a, I had a wig cap on and then I just like pulled it over my face for the shot. Oh my and God. And we're like, oh, it actually looks dope. But no, that, that shit look crazy. Yo. Yeah. And, and this is, this is the first cool. for us over here. So let's. There's some headphones on the table. Oh yeah. Okay. Let's let's get reacquainted with with Eva Shaw here before we uh Yeah. Before we get into pee pee. Eva Shaw. You think we in the East Dallas way that I be? Yeah, DJ Ricky Dread over here. What's up? Ricky DJ, not a DJ. So (laughs) the the, the tune that you heard right there is off of the solo or the album solo. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to give you a a proper introduction via Wikipedia. All right. Ready? Ooh. Oh, no. (laughs) Eva Shaw is a Canadian DJ, songwriter, record producer, and fashion model. Growing up, she was involved in acting, music, and arts. She taught herself how to DJ and make beats as a hobby. Ended up moving to New York City to pursue her dreams of acting. Shaw's first release, Charisma, was signed by Calvin Harris to his own Fly Eye Records. Facts. She gained recognition from her follow-up song, Get Down, that reached number 39 on the Billboard Hot Dance Electronic Song Chart. Is that facts? I didn't even know that until, like, somebody was writing my Wikipedia. And I was like, what? (laughs) Space Jungle, which received over 40 million views. Moxie, which was 50. Think so. Correction. (laughs) 50 million views. Moxie which was released on Afrojack label in 2015 and um, N2U with singer Martha Wash. She has DJ residence. Uh, she has a DJ residence at Las Vegas nightclub, including Hakkasan and MGN Grand, including her new album, Solo. We have Eva Shaw my, in my, the my motherfucking building. <laughs> hey. Let, let's <laughs> I want to start off by apologizing. <laughs> Why? The album release party for Solo. Mm-hmm. I didn't make it. I apologize for that. I was waiting. Yeah. I checked my watch. I was like, where's Ricky? Oh, didn't man. show up. Listen, my schedule is so fucking crazy. Um, I've been editing like crazy, just trying to get this content out. But I want to know how the party was. You know, all you have to say is that you have COVID and then nobody will question you and just be like, yeah, you know, I got the bid. And then people, you know. No, because, you know, OK, before you even start, if I do that and then I actually catch it, then I don't want to be yeah. the boy who cried wolf. You but feel you me? never got it? I feel like I did, but I, I'm double jabbed. So I don't know. Maybe oh, okay. I went through it. You know what I'm saying? I had one shot. Yeah. But I had I had the OG strain, like the real fucked up one. There's the OG Back strain. in 2020, March. Oh, like the original COVID. The original. OC. <laughs> OC <laughs> OC Cove <laughs> OC 19 what <laughs> Oh man Okay so 
how was it? How was the party? Because I see some good. pictures and I seen a, a, a bevy of Toronto's um, who's and who's. Mm-hmm. So, so let me know how it was before who, we get into it. Who's and who's not? Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it, it was really fun, actually. I, w- I wanted to do something that was kind of like a little bit more intimate. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I've DJed, like you just read my Wikipedia. So, like, I've played in front of tens of thousands of people and blah, blah, blah. So, I wanted to do something that was like more intimate with people that really are inspiring to me mm-hmm. um that make me feel good about what i do and like not overly judgmental and i mean they can think whatever in their head but you know people that that like hype up people that have been since the beginning yeah. who i wanted to share it with kind of so i just kind of like directly invited a few people it wasn't like a promoter situation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it wasn't like it was really small i think there was like uh Less than a hundred people. So okay. yeah, it was it okay. was really nice. So you've been out of out of town for a while, right? Like yeah, been, like the last time I spoke to you was like what two years ago, I think, on Zoom. Yeah, I think it was in the middle of COVID. I was in LA. Yeah. So I mean, I was basically in LA all of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I've I've had most of my career in New York. So yeah. for me, I've just kind of been coming back to Toronto more recently. Mm-hmm. Like people don't even know I'm from here. So yeah. even some people that like. I've heard of me before. They're like, wait, you're from here? I thought you were from New York or like something like that. Yeah. So how does it feel being back in the city? Like after so many years, you're back in the six. It's called a six now. Yeah. I, well, I feel like the the scene here is so much like there's so much more happening now the last mm-hmm. few years. So I feel like there's more space for me as an artist to come back. Whereas maybe like a few years ago, it would have been a little bit more difficult um now i mean i just was talking to noah 40 um Salute. drake's uh producer that's my homie yeah uh, yeah he actually he hit me up because he saw me on the show so mm. um i i went to their uh release party after mine on friday nice i was like way to show me up like drake has to release the same day as me what the hell yeah but um yeah i went to their their party afterwards and i was just talking to him about kind of like the direction of what what they were doing and mm-hmm. Just the fact of how much like hip hop and dance music and um, different genres are kind of just like mashing up right now. Yeah. I feel like now is the perfect time for me to kind of like even start all of this. Mm-hmm. Even though I've been DJing for a while and producing, it's still like now I feel like this is really my like the perfect moment for me, really. Yeah. It's kind of like it's like the, the music fans are starting to catch up to the vibe. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because like and and like just a sidetrack no sidetrack before we get into our questions and stuff like that mm-hmm. because you know infusing like electronic music in hip-hop has been something that's been like hinted here and there for a while yeah so now for like drake to to do this it, i think it kind of will push that forward where people are going to start doing that more often yeah i mean i think with people being able to put out their own music as well mm-hmm. um, instead of having a label or an a r like a major say yes this is good or bad um, now there's more flexibility for people to experiment. Yeah. And that's always, I mean, that's why I started Mad Fatty, my labels, because I wanted to do exactly this mm-hmm. and mash up genres. Cause like, I hate being confined to genres. So for me, when I heard Noah saying that about Drake stuff, I was like, this is perfect because, you know, he's like kind of leading the scene yeah. and, and this is already what I've been doing for a few years. So like to have somebody like that kind of say like, yeah, this is cool. I'm like, sweet. This is going to be great. But like the next few years is going to really, I think, uh, be interesting. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So even like being back in the city, right? What are some things that you've seen have changed in the city? And what, what, what are some things that you or one thing that you've seen change in the city, but something that you've also seen that remain the same? I mean, I, I haven't really been out yet here, like into the other than the Drake party. That's the only thing I've been to so far. That was my first club since COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it kind of was the same vibe as the last time I went here. So yeah. I can't say like anything that I this stood out to me like that. But the infrastructure in Toronto is definitely changing. Like mm-hmm. all the new stuff they're building by the water. Like this is Toronto is going to be the new New York, yeah. I think. And the and, U.S. And sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. Like just to give some frame of reference, like how many years since you've been here? I mean, I spent like most of my adult life in New York. So like I just came back recently because mm-hmm. I started my label here. 
And so I've been kind of like reacquainting myself with Toronto yeah. and like connecting back with my roots because as a kid, like I grew up here and I went to school here mm-hmm. and then I also went to school in New York. So I feel like I'm kind of from both, both places, even yeah. though I'm Canadian. Um, but the scene is just like way more like stuff going on here. Like it's so busy. I feel like Americans and, and, and international people from everywhere mm-hmm. are like looking at Toronto now as like a hot spot instead of like, wait, what's in Canada? Because I feel like before people were like, what is there like a polar bear? Like, I don't know yeah. what's the Mounties. Like, I'm like, wait, huh? Like, I had no idea what they're t- talking about. When I first started traveling, mm-hmm. people thought like when you, when I went to Europe, they would say, okay, Canada is basically the same thing as the US. Yeah. And I'm like, no, because when I moved to New York, I was like, this is a culture shock for me. Um, so. It's probably more like than the like the U.S. than like yeah Asia or something, but mm-hmm. it's not it's not the same. Yeah. So now that you're back and you have the album solo out, right? What what made you decide to call it solo? I think solo is kind of I mean like being on my own and doing my own thing and having my own label putting out exactly what I want, um, and how I want to do it. So it's not that I did it by myself because there's always, there's 30 rappers on the project. Yeah. And, you know, I worked with like amazing people to make this happen. So it's not just that, like <clears throat> I did it by myself, you know, mm. but it's more just like this is my curation and my like brain of what I wanted to do. Yeah. And I just wanted to do something that was like not fitting into any kind of like um, boxes. And although it's like hip hop based, I, I find that it's not like a typical it's not stuff that you hear every day. So Mm -hmm. some things are more EDM influenced. Some things are, you know, really hard, like distorted 808s and stuff that could work on like an EDM uh, stage. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I kind of, and some stuff, some more pop as well. Like 24 hours is like almost a straight pop song. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I I just, it's basically just my curation and like what I wanted to do without a label being like, no, don't do this. So even like on that album, you have, Pressa, and I'm just going to go through the names of yeah, the yeah. people who we've interviewed. So, yeah. All right. Pressa, Pressa. <laughs> so we got Pressa, JC, Jazz Cartier, and Roni, right? Mm-hmm. So tell us about like the, the rest of the of the collaborations, some of the names that, um you know, like I see you have Chris, the, uh, there's Chris the Spirit on it a lot. Yeah. Right. Um, tell me about some of the rest of the collaborators and how you get all these collaborators together on these tracks in the first place. I mean, that is, <laughs> aside from making all the music and like putting it together, mm-hmm. just getting people to all be on the same page, especially when you have like multiple artists on one track. And and a lot of the time it's people that would normally never work together. Yeah. So like I'm trying to convince people, oh, yeah, you have to work with this guy because like it's going to be do- like I can hear your voices together on this beat and I have to like convince these guys and. I mean, some of them are super chill and as long as it's good, then they're down for it. But mm-hmm. some of the other ones are like, let me see their Instagram first. Like, who do they roll with? Like, yeah. You know, because there's things that I don't understand that I'm not a part of, with, you know, politics, politics, and beef and whatever you guys are doing. Like, yeah. I, don't, I just want to make good music. So for me, I, I just try to put people together that I think will go well together. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris's spirit is signed to my label, Mad Fatty. So that's why he's on a lot of the tracks. Not the only reason. I mean, I signed him for a reason because he's amazing. Like Kendrick level, in my opinion. Um, His bars are just like, he says things different that like I've never heard people say. And I've listened to a lot of music. And to me, Chris is just like, he's he's so genius with his delivery that um, I think he's extremely underrated. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't had the opportunity yet. So what I'm trying to do with him is kind of bring him on to a lot of things and a lot of tracks. I have another track with Fed the God, who's signed to Wiz Khalifa, okay. um, that I put Chris on as well. So I'm trying to like kind of get him to do collaborations with a few like bigger artists and and get people to like see him because I think once people see him, they're going to be like, this guy is really fire. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's dope. And even when I'm listening to it, you're rapping now. I feel like yeah. I didn't hear this before when I was listening <laughs> to your music. I know. I don't know if it's, is it rapping? Like sometimes it's chanting. Sometimes it's like, you know, how it started really is that 
I went while I was making the album, there's a few things I was frustrated with, like mm-hmm. just getting people to finish songs or they would send like part of a song. And then I'm like, okay, I need to, I need to get this done. And I don't know who else to go on it. And yeah. I can think of something to say. So I would just like put myself on it just to get the track done. And then other times it's like, I'm so annoyed at certain things and, and like the bullshit from like somebody's manager that I just took somebody off a record Mm -hmm. and then just replaced them with myself. (laughs) So like, and then a lot of the times the lyrics of the things I'm saying are just different frustrations that I experienced. And when you're speaking, you obviously can say things differently than just like if you make beats, because Mm -hmm. I can express myself in, in a beat, but like saying something is different and it's also connecting with the audience in a different way. Yeah. So that's part of it. And I think after hearing people like Doja Cat and um, Coyle Ray and those kind of artists that I feel like I could kind of, I don't sound like them, but I feel like I can connect and if there's an inspiration there that makes sense for me, Mm -hmm. um, that, that kind of gave me the confidence to do it. And after hearing a couple of rappers say like, yeah, you should do it. Like, I kind of asked a few people, like, is this good? Like, should I do it? Yeah. And if it's not like, fuck it. Like I made the beat. So <laughs> whatever. <Yeah. laughs> I'll, I'm going to keep trying it out and see where it goes. You know? No, I'm fucking with it. Like when I first heard it, like the first tune um, and which tune did I first hear? Was it East Enders or sorry? Maybe Calabasas. The track. Um, I don't know how to pronounce it. Easter Island. Oh, Easter all, Island, yeah, yeah. together. I know. <laughs> right? Um, it was like kind of dub poetry-ish when you when you you started flowing, and then after you started breaking it down. So I was like, okay, okay, she's doing something different on there. I'm fucking with it. Mm-hmm. I'm fucking with it. Cool. You know what I mean, you know, when it comes to rapping, as a as a former rapper, yeah, catch me on Spotify. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know, it's just something. It's like any muscle. You just got to keep on exactly. training and training, and then all of a sudden. You're going to start finding things too easy and then you start trying new shit. I used to write a lot of poetry, but I've never done that in, and I, and I do songwriting, but I Mm -hmm. haven't like written rap specifically. Yeah. So, and I don't, I would never call myself a rapper. It's more that I just, there's, when I write something, it it really means something and I'm, I'm trying to say something. Yeah. So I think if you come from a place of authenticity, like if somebody doesn't like it, like it doesn't really matter to me because like, that's just me saying something so mm-hmm. like i'm not trying to be anything i'm just like saying something yeah so so yeah. even with the music that you make right like the production like just putting the songs together like what would you describe your music as like or is there a way to describe it because there's so many different sounds like yeah different styles of songs that i hear mm-hmm. from when i'm listening to the solo album to other music videos that you've released right yeah like what, what would you describe it as? I mean, I tend to generally like more aggressive music. Like, I mean, if you listen to the album, there's a lot of stuff that's very heavy. And that, I think that comes from my DJ background. Mm-hmm. Like, I love big festival stages and just dropping like really hard, crazy drops and having people go crazy. Yeah. And I'm also a really big fan of Mike Dean, um, producer that works with Travis Scott all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think... Like I like sounds and I like really kind of like things that sound really fat. Um, But then again, I can also like something more poppy, but I'm just a little bit more picky when it comes to softer stuff. So I think that's why I don't do as much of it because I feel like with a harder track, I can kind of take over the reins in the production and if the beat and stuff is cool, then, and and the vocals kind of like match that energy, then it's more of a vibe rather than like something super deep. Um, when I'm going to do something more deep, it's, it's harder for me to connect with that. It's like anything more emotional is I'm more picky with, I think in terms of, I I don't generally like it as easily, I Mm -hmm. think. Um, but in terms of my sound, like, I think everybody likes different genres of music and everybody has different tastes depending on the day. Like if you're depressed and you just broke up with somebody, you're not going to you know, maybe there's just like a certain playlist you want to listen to, or you have an emotion that, you know, I, I know people that like hip hop most of the time, but then will also listen to like country or classical music if you're like studying or something like that. So if people like different genres, why shouldn't a producer like to make different genres and artists kind of experiment and expand what they're doing? Like, 
nobody wants to make the same thing the whole time. That's facts. And I feel like it's harder once you get a name for yourself because people are kind of used to a certain sound. So they want you to do that over and over again. Mm. And then when you don't do it, they're like, well, what about that song? Like, do that song again. And you're like, well, that's that's been done. Like, I'm on to the next thing, you know? Yeah, people start having expectations. Yeah. And you want to, you, you get bored of it as, a, as an artist. You want to do something different. So even like when you're making a song, right, production-wise, um, what's your headspace? Like, what headspace do you need to be in? Like, when you're, when you're, when you're making a beat, Cause like there's so many different sounds. These like you're not really sample heavy, really, eh? Uh, not as much as other hip hop producers, mm -hmm. I feel like. But it it depends. Like it, uh, people have asked me this before. Like when I start a song, like where it comes from, and sometimes it could be like I hear an artist and I'm like, oh, I want to produce for them, so I think of something that I think would suit them. Um, other times I just hear something like it could be something stupid, like I'm in an elevator and there's a weird like ding sound or like, you know, and I'm like, oh, wait, that sounds cool. Like if I were to sample that, that, yeah. that could be in a beat, you know, um, so it, it could come from like the weirdest place, to be honest, like, or I'm just listening to some old track at my dad's house, um, that he likes and I'm thinking like, well, that could be really cool like even if i don't sample it it just could be an inspiration for another track mm -hmm. um i have another idea right now that just came from somebody's like instagram story post okay i'm not gonna say because everybody's gonna copy it but um somebody said something that i'm like this could be such a cool sample to put on a beat and it could be a song and it's just something somebody said like out live somewhere mm -hmm. so i it's like it it could be any like right now I'm I'm actually dying to make music because I haven't done it in a little bit because yeah. I've been working on this album drop. And now I'm like, okay, I'm ready to like, like, what's the next thing? You know, like I've been thinking about it and just in my head, like, what am I going to do next? Um, and I think one thing I do a lot is kind of think in my head, like before I go to work, mm -hmm. before I sit down, I'm in my head, I know what I'm going to do. And maybe I start with that intention and then it goes like somewhere totally different. Right. But at least I need that like idea and intention yes. and um, inspiration to get started. Yeah. No, I, that the, that word intention. Yeah. It seems like your music is very intentional. You know what I'm saying? Hmm, interesting. Um, even like. Um, ah, what's, the, what, what's the thing I'm thinking of with the when it comes to that to the headspace? Like. Are you storing up a lot of beats in your head right now like you just mentioned for example you heard um somebody say something that could become a beat yeah so without letting us know what that is yeah right <laughs> how did that come to fruition afterwards like when you get that idea when you finally get to the studio how do you make that little sound that you heard become the beat i mean i usually make a voice note or a note on my phone okay. when i'm thinking of it so if i hear something sometimes i'll just record it and then later on, listen to it. Um, other times I just write down something like some, if somebody else read, they'd be like, what is this? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but for me, it makes sense. So later on when I'm in the studio, I just kind of like, that's when I have to figure out how am I going to um, create what this is in my head? Because I don't always know also like exactly what it is. Like maybe I hear or I have like a baseline in my head. So, okay, I know that that's going to be involved in the song okay. but i don't necessarily know what the rest of the beat's gonna sound like like i don't know what the percussion is gonna sound like i don't know what the vocal's gonna be yet mm -hmm. i just there's something i like about something that inspired me that i definitely want to include in in this like beat or demo or whatever you want to call it right um so yeah i think a lot of it's just trying stuff out and a lot of times when i'm making beats it's kind of like I, on the spot like I have something one part that I like whether it's like a sample or a sound a lot of times I start with a sample and then like recreate it later okay because I don't I, and it's not that I don't like samples but I don't like samples too much that are from sample packs because I feel like if somebody else is doing it like I you know like it sounds been, it's been done yeah before. it's been done already and yeah. and you know like a lot of stuff like i'm like I, I even know where this is from like i know which pack this is from if i'm listening to like a bunch of new music mm -hmm. and it kind of like takes away the vibe for me so it's always like this conquest of like how can i do something that is different and unique that nobody else has done yet yeah that's kind of it 
So even with, um, I was looking on your Instagram, right? And you had a post on June 1st. Oh no. <laughs> what did I said, say? <laughs> Ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> right. And it was a big ass crowd of people. Right. Now, so for the people who don't know, you're like a big EDM DJ. You know what I'm saying? Or a dance music DJ. Yeah. Yeah. I would right? call myself an EDM artist. Yeah. Right. So what's going on? What's the status on that? Like, I mean, I think I posted that right before the album drop. Yeah. And I, I just, I've been, while I've been planning this album drop, I like kind of in my head know what I'm going to do after it, mm -hmm. like my goals. And I'm very like, if I'm going to do something, it's going to happen. Like I'm, this is, I'm just going to keep working at it until it happens. And I think um, like the shows and all that, like I love doing the shows, but I, like I can do that whenever. Yeah. So, and I'm definitely going to get back to it because I've had a few people saying like, when are you going to perform again in yeah. New York or whatever? Um, I'm going to do it, but I have some other things that I want to do. Just this album has taken up so much of my time and there's some production stuff that I want to do for certain artists mm -hmm. that is like my goal. And I just, I really want to produce for somebody like really big that I really respect, even just in the background, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I think that's like the next step for me. And then I'm going to figure out what my next project, like artist project will be. Because I, I like being an artist, but I also like doing stuff for other artists. And yeah. I think having that combination is going to help me also kind of define like what my direction is going to be. Mm -hmm. So even like um, with everything that you have going on, right? Like you got like the production, you know, you're, you're collaborating with all these different artists. You're trying to run a label. Like I'm trying to <laughs> no, like <laughs> you're running a label, but, but like also trying. <laughs> but like you're doing all these different things at the same time, right? Yeah, yeah. How do you mentally adjust? Yeah, right. Like, or how do you keep your mental adjusted? Or is it? I don't. I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Have you met me, Ricky? <laughs> so being like off camera is just like a, is there like a lot of screaming going on? Boozy bitch, or? make the beat. That's what I say on my tracks. Um, no, I, I think it's a lot of like not sleeping. Um, mm. for me, this is just, this is my life. So this is what makes me happy. Like I, I don't have kids yet. I don't have a family yet. I'm, I'm just getting started. So for me, like this is just, everything is in this right now. Yeah, It's a lot. And I think the most important thing for me right now is getting, um, everything to a place that I know exactly who who has to jump on board. Mm -hmm. I want people to jump on board. Like I, I was just telling you earlier, I don't have a manager yet. I don't have like a major label. It's mm -hmm. literally just me, my label partner, our intern, and a couple of our friends that are just helping out right now, which mm -hmm. is crazy for what we're doing. No, it's, it's, but it's, it's doable. Yeah. I mean, it is to like for a certain amount of time. Yes. And then, you know, then it's kind of like, okay, what's next? And I think right now we're at a place like, we're, we're looking for those people and those key people that understand what we're trying to do. Mm -hmm. And when we meet them, we're going to bring them on board. And then I know it's going to like go up a notch. And that's just making sure that we get the right people on board. Because I've been in those situations where I just get somebody because I'm stressed or tired yeah. to help. And then they don't really care. They don't really get it. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's just like, do, does this person get it? Are they passionate? Like, are they... Like basically an extension of my brain. That's like what I'm looking for, which is hard. But <laughs> yeah, listen, you're speaking Eye to the choir <laughs> right now. <laughs> the person yeah, behind right? the camera talking to you is dealing with the same shit. Yeah, it's very hard to find people who are going to be as passionate about what you're doing as you are. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's like your baby. You yes. gotta. You're gonna give it out for adoption, and you need. You know, yeah, like delegating those tasks or, where you know, like you have that personal touch that you can put on it, yeah, and then hoping that somebody else will be able to see that is not easy, yeah. It's and people, everybody comes into certain situations with like a preconceived notion mm -hmm. about whatever it is you're doing, so they're like, Hey, this would be great if you did this, and you're like, No, that's not what it's about, no, motherfucker, <laughs> that's not how I want no. it. <laughs> Like, if you are on board with what I'm doing, then you can jump on board. But don't mm -hmm. tell me what to do. Because, like, then I would have stayed with my major label. Like, that's why I left. Because yeah. I was sick of it. Yeah. So, 
like hmm. oh, that brought up another question <laughs> in my mind now. Okay, so even with that, like because you were part of the the machine. Yeah. <laughs> the man. <laughs> right? <laughs> the whole label, major label machine type yeah. of thing, right? And I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a Nori question from Drink Champs. What do you like better? Major or independent? I mean, I was major. I think I was major too early. So like when when I first started DJing and producing, I had a couple tracks that were signed quickly to some pretty big, as you mentioned on the Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Um and, and I think that was a little bit fast for me. And I, I wasn't able to produce music that quickly yeah. to be able to be at a place, even like if I could do it that quickly, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So I was like learning along the way. And I think having a major is definitely a great thing at the right time. So if you sign the right deal at the right time, you just have to expect not to make any money from royalties. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like make your money on shows, make your money elsewhere. But like if a major label, like, uh, Megan the Stallion or something like the amount of money they put into her which I think a lot of artists don't realize like this is not a charity like if if a label is going to come on board and get put money into you how much it takes off streams to get that back is a lot yeah and if you want to like share your royalties with the label and y- you know you talking about like I want to keep my uh, master ownership and I want like 50-50 or whatever it is you want like nobody's going to invest in you unless you're coming up with like crazy numbers. Mm -hmm. But if you have like 5,000 streams, you can't be like, Hey, go pay for my video. Like give me like 50 grand and you know, the budget. Yeah. And then I also want my royalties. Like, no, you're not going to get royalties because they're investing on in you. Yeah. Like why would they, yeah. Why would they do that? It just makes no sense. And I didn't get that at the time. So like I have I have a lot of like numbers when I was with Sony, but when I see what they did with with marketing and promotion and stuff, I'm like, now I get it because I own a label. So mm-hmm. I, I'm like, uh, it makes sense, right? Um, but I think a lot of artists don't see that. So if if you know how to make your money in other ways, and you just kind of expect and accept that the label they need to make their money back. So just let them do their thing. Yeah. Let them grow you. And then you do your thing. Um, then I think it can be a great, great opportunity, but just know your contract. Like don't sign some shit that you haven't even read. Like that, that's it. No, I love that answer. That, that's true. Yeah. Right there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, like even with social media, right? How do you find your balance between like that and real life? Because like you you, you 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 stay busy on socials, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I try. But like for a lot of people, it's hard to find that divide between the real life and social. So yeah. how do you find that balance? Um, it's sometimes it's hard to remember to always post stuff and like engage in other people's stuff and like mm. how do I get my Instagram like bigger and all that kind of thing. Um, it's definitely, I think part of, let me start over. I think Twitter was a big part of why I started getting successful in the EDM world because mm-hmm. I, I was on there early and I was kind of like tweeting with Tiesto and some of the EDM DJs and I started getting a good following there yeah. like, pretty quickly. So I definitely utilized that um, when that first came out. Now there's so much noise on social media that and, and they keep changing the algorithm and, you know, like they'll make it so you have to pay to boost your posts so mm-hmm. that people, even your own followers won't see it unless you pay to boost it, which is insane. Like I, I have quite a bit of followers, not like millions, but I have a good amount. And if only a fraction ever sees my posts. I'm like, they even like remember, or know that I'm releasing music. Mm-hmm. So for me to get them to see it, like if I, I have to boost, it, I have to put money in. And then they see it and then I'm like, okay, cool. Now they know what's going on. So it, it's a whole game aside from just figuring out content to post. It's like yeah. you have to make sure that people see what you're posting. You got to work is, the algorithm. Man, it's like a whole extra job. Like it's another yeah. job yeah. <laughs> on top yeah. of it. And even what you mentioned, like with, you know, your audiences um, or Instagram opening your post to, to majorities of your audience. Yeah. They're tricky with that because they'll change the algorithm 
but you can pay to open that algorithm back up. <laughs> yeah. Like, motherfucker, what? <laughs> you want to be an explore page? Then yeah. uh, give us some money. <laughs> That's so But nasty. everybody's doing that. Like, uh, all the, I think all the DSPs are going that direction. It's like, it, it started with, like, radio was so exclusive and you had to, like, pay and know your radio DJ and, you know, you had a radio team and stuff. Mm-hmm. Then Spotify and, and DSPs were like this, like, open platform where anybody could do stuff and then... Now it's kind of going back to radio where, again, you have to know the curators. You have to know the people that are going to support it. Otherwise, like two people hear your song. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 a it's always a money game. It's always about money. So as long as you can stay on top of the the game, then you can keep moving forward. So um, let's switch gears for a quick second. OK. Um, because you, um, since you've been back in the six, you, you've gotten to go to a release party, you know, you know, the, with the with the big wigs of the game, right? Yeah. So Drizzy Drake just dropped his new album. Yeah. Honestly, never mind. Right? Yeah. Have you heard it? I I have. I talked to Noah on Friday, uh, Thursday, right after my release party, mm-hmm. and. I honestly said to him, like, would well, you guys just drop a single? And he was like, we just dropped the album. Wow. <laughs> I was like, oops. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, okay, I got to listen to it. He's like, okay, I'll listen to yours. You listen to mine. I was like, well, I'm obviously listening to yours. So I I didn't actually, because I've been super busy this weekend, but I did start listening to it today. Okay. So I have taken a peek. And what made me really interested is that the fact that he said that they were kind of talking about doing... um a little bit more dance inspired stuff. Mm-hmm. So like 120, 130 BPM kind yeah, of like four on the floor. Yeah. So I was like, whoa, Drake's doing EDM right now. Like this is crazy. Yeah. Um, and then I'd listen to it. My first thoughts were kind of like, this doesn't sound EDM in my ears. Yeah. Me. Because and not to interrupt you, because yeah. that's what I where I want to get to, because you know, to me, you're an EDM aficionado. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so then you I feel like and get you know stop me if i'm wrong you can speak for the edm audience as somebody who dj's in front thousands of people right yeah so now drake introduces this to the to the world yeah it hits the number one on the dance charts of course it's right? Drake. <laughs> so as the edm crowd how do you feel about it yeah and this is what's interesting because i have like i didn't grow up listening to dance music mm-hmm. i grew up listening to hip-hop but my first releases were dance music yes um and when I first started DJing, I actually played a lot of the kind of styles that it's on the album. Mm-hmm. When I started learning production, a lot of the tracks kind of remind me of like the beats that I made like in the beginning, which is super cool. Um, but like as a teenager, when I was doing that stuff, um, I did never like associated that with being like in in like a hip hop or, you know, I don't even know if you would call this hip hop. It's not really. Yeah. It's like, what is it? Pop whatever yeah fuck genres <laughs> it's just it's, it's like a melt yeah so uh, to me there's like elements of that it also sounds to me it still sounds like drake to me it sounds mm-hmm. like his older stuff um there's that element of like you know like passion fruit type of energy yes. so i didn't feel like it was a super like other people are like what is this so crazy and i'm like well it's still still drakey mm-hmm. um the track massive which is one of my favorite tracks on it that i was listening to today that one is a little more dance like housey yeah which i'm like super familiar with because i've done a trillion of those type of tracks um i love that because i think there's a different energy to it mm-hmm. and a different direction like although it's kind of sounds like calvin heresy yeah um it's it's it has a subtlety to it and a kind a little bit more swag i think that we haven't really tapped into yet in the dance world so i i mean i think that this is a beginning for them to kind of like find a new direction but I, I like that that they're trying to like push it a little bit. I don't find it like totally different, but I like the the direction that they're trying. Anyways, he's got to, you know, like once you're at that level, you have to you have to try some other stuff, some you know. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's go through it then, you know, as a as a 
as a part of the podcast here that we're doing here, right? As a, a as a part of this interview slash episode, mm-hmm. let's go through because you just mentioned massive. That that's to me a, a pretty tight track. Yeah, yeah. I like the way it starts too. Yeah. When I know hip hop, I noticed too they don't do a lot of builds and stuff and crashes. Which is even okay. While we're while this track is playing here, right? Because he's singing on the on the tunes, right? Yeah. A lot of the the critique has been from EDM world, I guess, is that there's not as much words on EDM. Is that something that <laughs> is going to affect the, 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 the rollout of this album? Have people been saying that? I've been listening to a lot of hip-hop content. Right. Right? Yeah, yeah. This is why I'm asking you as somebody who's in this world, right? Yeah. Why? Um, I mean, yeah, but, like, it's Drake. Like, why would he copy a dance thing like it, it's that he's got to do it his way like mm-hmm. obviously he's going to do vocals because it's Drake you know yeah if it was me doing it maybe there'd be less vocals because I'm not a singer but um I could totally picture this being in like Ibiza Bitha, or you know something like an EDM after like a beach party or something like that mm-hmm. um give me another song that you liked off of it um, I, I mean, I I like more hip hop stuff too. Like I like the one with Twenty One Savage, the mm. last track. That's, I, that's the most streamed track right now. I know. I I just streamed. I love I love rap. Like I just I this I like this. You know, the other stuff is more of a vibe. Yeah, yeah. And this is like the track that you're gonna put yeah. on. You know, at the party right. or whatever. I'll put it on the screen. That is the only thing we need. They need me to go, but I don't want to leave. Rest in peace, little kid. Fuck a pigeonhole. I'm a night out. It's mm. a different mode. I'm going to have to make a pen of six on a pinky <laughs> toe. Heard you with a shotgun. Yeah, Just let a nigga know. I would have your court side. This is like Drake as we know him. Yeah. It's not like, whoa, like I've never heard this before, but do we need to change Drake? Like, do we have to? <laughs> yeah. We love hip hop. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like, and there was another one I like too, the one with um, uh, Carnage, my buddy Carnage. Uh, Gort, I forget the name. The, um, what's it called? Remember it? I like literally just listened to it today. Uh, the the one about the like pussy or something. Uh, pussy. Oh, your pussy. Yeah. It's calling that, that my way. name. Is this, yeah, is and that's like a sample. And then. No, this is not it. It's like a cool sample. Yeah. They, they also, in the music video, they cut to this for a second in the music video. Okay, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, he has a Is that Director X? For falling back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out Director X. I'm counting the days till you come. I'm counting the ways to This track right here, people hear it and we think that it's going to be one thing, right? Yeah. It sounds like it's going to be like an R&B song he's about yeah. to do. Right? Like the build up. And then it's just gonna go into like a regular ass beat, you think? And then it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'll, I'll talk about it after. But. We love hip hop. We love hip hop. Hey. I'm a houser, so I don't mind. Yeah. This is fire. Hell yeah. We, 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 we love yeah. I mean, if you, people don't get it, they probably just don't know house music. Like, it's not unusual to do in a house music track, you know? I would say the 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 reason probably that 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 Noah brought on um like a carnage mm-hmm. um DJ Carnage is because he has that ear of being a DJ and like this is 
kind of technically a drop and without having the buildups and the crashes because like an EDM there's normally like a like a white noise buildup and then like a crash right and they just kind of like just drop it like oh here's like the drop and it's such like an anticlimactic drop that Mm -hmm. I think that's why it's so cool Uh, people like Skrillex have been doing this for a while too like he's got a couple tracks that have like crazy like before it's really like hectic and then all of a sudden just stops and then it's like just like a beat and that can be just as exciting if not more exciting than like a really crazy like drop lead so i think like those kind of things are definitely it even though it's minimal it's it's really effective so you know what i i I appreciate you giving this breakdown right here because with this being a new release and something different yeah a lot of people are not going to understand the sounds that are coming at them. Yeah. So from even you breaking this down to, to even to, for me as somebody <laughs> who is into house music, I yeah. feel like I understand what he's doing even more. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I want to make sure that this goes out even more because like, I feel like this, he's been getting bashed for this album. People are like, this I don't is get so that. Tr-. Like somebody bought a fucking, um, the bo- you know, when you get the bottle service and you get the big sign that says um, Drake album sucks. Like what? somebody paid money to do that shit. Yeah, but people <laughs> just want to hate. Like if something's big, they just want to hate. Yeah. Like you know already. It doesn't even matter what he does. Like somebody's going to hate on it. Yeah. Because like he has such massive hits that like how is he going to, he can't even compete with himself at this point. Like mm-hmm. I, it's got to be like the craziest song ever for people to not hate. Yeah. Like it, just hold on. I'm coming home. Like how are you going to even compete with that? You know? Yeah. <laughs> like what? Yeah. He's the best songs ever. Yeah. It's just, it, it's hard. And this is, I think, uh, they didn't even promote it, right? Like, it's just like, here's, here it's it is. It's a surprise drop. Yeah. And I think that's just like, that's what he's got to do right now. Because yeah. if he's going to do this whole promotion thing and build up and then, like, and then drop it, then it's kind of like, wait, what's he doing? But the fact that it's just like, it, to me, it's, it's an experiment. It's a learning thing. Like, what's the next Drake sound? I think that's what they're trying to do right now. Yeah, no, no, I'm fucking with it, and I, and I like that breakdown. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I'm gonna make sure that this is like a a separate segment. You know, <laughs> Drake breakdown. Drake, honestly, never mind breakdown with Eva Shaw. Yeah, Jeez. I mean, I cook it over here. Today. I seriously, I feel like like I could do something with Drake too that would be along these lines. Like I usually do big room EDM stuff, but like I literally started on house and tech house, mm-hmm. and this kind of stuff is like like second nature to me so when i heard this i was like i already wanted to work with him before but now i'm like this like it has to happen now because <laughs> this is sick I'm, I'm already brainstorming i'll give you one on-camera brainstorm yeah and then, then we'll, we'll 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 wrap it after this okay you already talked to noah okay yeah ask him to send you the acapellas the acapocos and then do Facts. some remixes I was already just going to pull the vocals anyway. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Some of, <laughs> For my like, DJ sets. You know? Like, come on, like a Eva Shaw remix of one of these songs. You know you can bang out some fire for one of these. Yeah. Easy. Definitely. But I, I don't I'm know. I'm getting chills thinking about it. You know? I don't think I would even do a remix. I would just want to do like the original, you know, mm. because like a remix to me means like that. It's going to be a more of like a club atmosphere and this is not totally club to me yet mm-hmm. it's like after hours yeah so it's i want to i want to do that because i haven't really i haven't really released songs like that yet mm-hmm. and i think that would be really fun to do something kind of like 5 a.m ibiza yeah. <laughs> yeah. fucked up on the beach <laughs> no you fucking hit the nail on the head like, yeah when i was listening to the album i was like this is some after hour shit mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying exactly like, especially when you're in your field or when you're, you know, you're getting comfortable with somebody like this is, yeah, this is that shit. Right yeah. Now. It's nice. Yeah. I played it for my mom, actually. She was my mom and my dad earlier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then when calling my name came on, you were like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like hey, clean version. <laughs> no, my dad's an amazing musician. So I was like, Hey dad, can you like do some cool guitar stuff that I can sample? And mm-hmm. then, uh, do something like this yeah it was super inspiring for me so i know what everybody else is talking about i think it's dope no me too me too yeah no man uh, listen eva i really enjoyed this conversation that we're yeah me too here, and that, we, that we've had here i feel like we've covered a lot of ground i feel like you know um we got to know more about what's going on with you now you know your opinions on on the, the music business 
uh, as well as what's going on with this new solo album or yeah. the album called Solo. Yeah, 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 exactly. Right? Debut album too. Never yeah. released an album, so. Yeah, so, you know, is there anything else that you feel that, um, you know, we need to let the people know before we get, before we leave? I mean, I I think uh, just to keep looking out for what I'm doing because I definitely have a lot of stuff in in the works and in my mind. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be very cautious, I think, before I start releasing more stuff after this. Mm -hmm. This was kind of a starting point for me. And I have a kind of specific direction in mind after this. So I think the next stuff that you hear from me is going to be different again, <laughs> more different. And um, I, I would just say the people to keep an open mind, like everybody online is so like, like they just want to hate on stuff or like this isn't hip hop or this is whatever and categorizing everything. And if, if stuff comes from a, like a real place and if you're releasing stuff and because you like it, then mm -hmm. you, you can't really hate on that. Like if you don't like it, just don't listen to it. Like I don't, I don't need you to listen to it. I have 6 million streams already on it. Yeah. Like, you know, and Drake also like he does not care what you think, you yeah. know, so want already. Yeah. we can sit here and talk all day about it, but he doesn't care. Yeah. You know, he's out in uh, Spain having a good time. So I, I think like just keep an open mind about stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and if it, if you're going to be more open, you're going to find more stuff that you like. So I think that's that's it. Yeah, that's good jewelry right there. from yeah. Shaw. Let the people know where to find you social media wise and anywhere where you want them to find your content. Yeah, you can find me at Eva Shaw on Instagram, uh, Twitter, my TikToks, Eva Shaw TikTok, because somebody took Eva Shaw. Damn. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to get it. But um, and Eva Shaw officials, my YouTube. And yeah, I'm on Spotify, Eva Shaw. That's it. Dope, dope, dope. Yeah. Eva Shaw in the building. Another one in the vault. This is going to be a collab, six views, and we love hip hop interview out in Uno. Um, yeah, man, follow me on all social media platforms and make sure to like and subscribe. Oh, Friday Ricky Dread, obviously. And make sure to like and subscribe and make sure to share this video, okay? We offer this. This is. Woo! We love hip hop. Love hip -hop. Hip -hop.